Money, money, money. More money, more problems? This is where we talk about everything you need and want to know about finances, goals, relationships, and how they all tie together. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Cents Money Podcast, where we give our two cents on your two cents. So it's good to be back. I uh, hope everybody is uh, well and thriving and healthy. Uh, it's almost May, which, uh, oof, can't believe it. I don't know about you guys, but this month flew by and I feel like 2021 is like in a NASCAR race. Like <laughs> Seriously. It's flying by so fast. Um, It's crazy. And the funny thing is, it's like when I don't want it to go fast, it it goes fast, like faster than fast. And then on other occasions when, you know, I'm looking to go somewhere or go home or something, it's like the time just drags. It's funny how that works, right? (laughs) Am I just crazy or can other people relate? (laughs) Um, But anyways, um, this is going to be our final episode of April, which is going to wrap up our financial literacy series our uh, financial literacy month series, I should say, because that's what the month of April is about. And for this final episode, I thought it was really important to hone in on the importance of teaching our children about financial literacy, financial education. And I have a special guest that I'm going to take you guys uh, into a nice conversation I had. Uh, And the special guest was my own little guy, my seven-year-old son, Jeremiah. Um, So in just a few moments, I will take you guys uh, on that interview I should call it but before we get into that let's talk about teaching kids about money you know I've had so many clients over the past 10 years and I would have to say that a majority of them they they didn't know or they were unsure of where to start when it comes to teaching your kids about money and a lot of the hesitation seems to come from, you know, well, I wasn't taught about money. How can I teach my kids about money? You know, I'm scared. Like, what if I mess up? What if I teach them the wrong things? And I, you know, I started to tell them, take a step back and kind of reevaluate. Like, where are you? Because you are not the product of your upbringing. You know, you are not the product of the situations that you went through. And my husband and I, we were we were we were having a good conversation um, the other day because uh, we like to watch some of those like Ayanna Van Zant shows and Oprah shows and Dr. Phil. And there was one guest on one of those shows and they were talking about how, you know, they grew up in a poor household and I remember her saying you know my 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 mom was poor my parents were poor but that didn't make me poor you know I wasn't poor 
my my mom was my dad was my parents were the household was poor and what i took from that was like that's so powerful that's such a powerful statement when you really think about it because a lot of us out there you know we didn't grow up in fancy homes or we didn't grow up with uh you know rich parents or you know rich caregivers or uh you know step parents whoever it was that was bringing you up your grandparents whatever a lot of us were just are just average people you know whether we lived in the city where we lived in a small suburban town um many of us were not rich and it really comes down to what choices do you want to make for yourself and for your family tree moving forward and once you start establishing that family tree of your own that's when it becomes more meaningful and you really can just grab that by the horns and say, you know what? I don't want to be a reflection of my past. I don't want my past to define who I am today. And although maybe I've made some hiccups along the way, or I noticed my mom, um, you know, she had poor money habits or my dad or my grandma, I don't want to be that and I don't want to let that define me and who I am today as a 30-year-old woman or 40-year-old man or what have you. And I think that's so powerful. If you just take a step back, you take a few seconds and just listen to that. Let that sink in. Because no matter what your upbringing was, whether you really had it hard where you didn't know where your next meal was coming from or, you know, maybe your your parents your household they were okay financially but maybe you just couldn't get some of the nice things that some of the kids around the block or the kids at school had but you now have the power as an adult to say i want to change things up i don't want to be my past anymore i don't want that past to define my children and my house my household that i created myself with my own two hands it's powerful and kind of gives me goosebumps in a way because we are more powerful than we are told we are. We are more powerful than we think sometimes. And when we start growing our own family tree with our significant others and we start having children of our own, or we adopt and we start growing our own family tree the meaning of building your own foundation has way more weight to it. And it feels good once you start to define that and you, and you start to, to really solidify your foundation into what you want it to be, what you want to envision that looking like moving forward. And That's why teaching our children about money is so important because even though we may have not had it all growing up, it's not like we have to give our kids everything. And I always hear people say that I want to make sure that my kids had what I didn't have. You know, there's a, there's a fine line on making our kids feel entitled and making our kids feel like, you know, we we're okay. You know, we can, we can live comfortably, but at the same time, I'm going to show you how you work for what you want. 
because there's there's a process life isn't just going to hand it to you and money does not grow on trees at all no matter what cartoons tell you or what you know people say as a joke and and kids can be a little naive sometimes so you know they hear somebody say oh yeah money grows on trees (laughs) some kids might take that literally and really think like oh okay well i've never seen that tree before but hmm, i want to make sure i get 10 of those when i have my own house and it's it's funny because i i do a lot of uh like research especially on topics like this because I'm so curious into the reality of what goes on in society, especially when it comes to financial education, because it is my passion, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) But when it comes to financial literacy, our kids really aren't getting taught much about it. And I think up until recently, about last year, finally, I think about 25 states are officially made or some type of requirement for high schools in their states to uh, kind of include some type of personal finance course, but that's all the way up until high school. So they're not really being introduced to it in elementary school, middle school. So you kind of lose all those years. You know, you think about it, by the time you enter high school, you're like 13, 14 years old, depending on what month you, you know, your, your kid's born in. But what's fascinating is that Purdue University made a study a few years back i believe it was like in 2018 and what they came up with um kind of blew my mind because i really didn't realize how powerful our kids minds are by the age of three children can grasp just basic principles basic concepts of money Now you think about that and you're like, three years old, really? Well, man, like my kid just, you know, she just turned four and, you know, she's bad. Or, you know, my kid just turned three and there's no way. And again, it's not saying that they're going to know everything at the age of three, but it's just that they can start to understand because now their their, their minds are, are sponges and they learn to, you know, look at mommy, look at daddy and they kind of want to mimic things and you know if you can think back personally and think about when your kids were were that age you know i'm sure you can relate and say hmm you know what i think that has some relevance to it because you know my kids you know would copy everything that i did but when they were three or you know they seem to to pay attention more or or get more excited on certain things um as they 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 grew out of that, you know, terrible two stage and they started getting into like the three, four, five uh, year stage. The other interesting fact that I took from that Purdue study was by the age of seven, children's minds, their brains are capable of kind of instilling what, what they've learned the past few years like if they learned any type of behaviors about money um anything anything like that like behaviors what they've seen in the household things like that at the age of seven it kind of i wouldn't i don't want to say solidifies it but their money habits almost become basically like established or set because by age of seven 
they're they're more intuitive their 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 brains are processing more than ever before and it's not to say that okay my kids in second grade now I'm gonna I'm that's it like they're gonna be a millionaire they know everything now I don't have to worry about it again it's not that it's a they're paying attention to everything mom and dad is doing they're paying attention to what's going on in the household more so than we think they listen to everything they observe everything they watch everything and if you notice if you have any seven-year-olds eight-year-olds um, or if you think about you know your older children when they were that age they love to ask questions they're so curious and by that age they just they're they're, they're the information that they're like craving is is phenomenal so that study really makes sense but it was just fascinating to kind of hear that because I'm like wow really I have a seven-year-old right now so that makes me you know really feel like I want to make sure that my son sees everything you know in a positive light when it comes to money and when I say positive light I just want him to know the importance of you know why we need to save why we need to have a budget not to say that he's gonna know well, how much I make or my husband makes they're, they're too young for that but it's the behaviors the habits that are important and like I said in the beginning it's not, you know, let's, let's not think of it like, you know, I wasn't taught that when I was younger. How am I going to teach them now? You know, buy, buy a book. There's so many great books out there right now. Um, so many great videos. I have a blog, twocentsmoney.com, um, where, you know, periodically I write different articles on different topics. And listen, remember, you can create your own destiny when it comes to this you know you you want to stop living paycheck to paycheck or you want to start growing um your wealth because you want to create general wealth, generational wealth sorry um you know for your family for your kids and your future grandkids this is where it starts it starts now it's not to say that you have to sit down with them and have a whole a 30 minute session each night after dinner on how to create a budget it's to say hey you know what jeremiah we're going to talk about the importance of wants versus needs you know wants versus needs is always a great step when i used to teach kids in elementary schools locally in my area um, and i would go volunteer that was the first thing i would go over and it's amazing the questions that they start to ask and they'll start to grasp it too and wants versus needs is good for anybody because we see so many people that you know they live paycheck to paycheck when maybe they don't have to but it's because the wants versus needs that seesaw is is misbalanced their wants are superseding their needs when it should be flip-flopped and a simple concept like that is something great to start off when it comes to teaching your children and you can show them pictures um, there's some great YouTube videos out there even just saying hey you know what let's talk about you know you like video games that's a want you like uh, you know these new to Legos or Beyblades um, you like the new game systems that come out you like 
you know these these new uh sneakers because you see the kids at school wearing them that's a want a need is having this roof over our head having our apartment our home our townhouse um you know having having let's say food water right things that you absolutely cannot live without because if you didn't have these these so-called needs life would be very difficult life would be difficult life would be almost impossible because we need food we need water and you know we do need a roof over our head for protection and safety so simple concept of wants versus needs can really go a long way and you'd be really surprised and don't stress out if your kid's older than seven um you can start now whether your kid's 20 your kid's 10 four just having a simple conversation something very very simple um you don't have to be the expert but when it comes from the people that they know they look up to and love they tend to take in that information so much better than they would if it's anybody else if it's a stranger because they look up to us we are in a sense, you know, they're, they're guardians, we're their parents, we're, we're, you know, we're their role models. They tend to look for, to us for the things that they're, they question. And as you guys know, kids have a lot of questions. So money doesn't have to be a stressful topic to talk about. Talk about your own personal experiences, you know, and if you have some teenagers, in your household uh, that's even a better age because you know now they've seen things that maybe you've gone through in your house they've seen maybe if you guys have moved from house to house and you're finally getting yourself situated or they've seen other things that happened now's a good time to sit down with them and say hey you know what i know you've witnessed us you know we've gone through some hardships there were times that you know we had to kind of scrap up some money to get food to go food shopping or you couldn't wear the nicest clothes on your first day of school but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you you know i'm gonna tell you why or i'm gonna tell you like we're gonna go over what's important so you don't make those same mistakes or you know let me help you because i've gone through hardships myself and i want to ensure that you have a brighter financial future than i ever did before and just teach them simple basics of, of money. And again, needs versus wants is so crucial and so important. It doesn't have to be about investments. It doesn't even have to be about saving money right now. Just the simple behaviors of buying what you need instead of buying what you want. Now, some, you know, some good activities for small children. Uh, you want to start off with if you can give them some type of allowance and by giving them an allowance uh, for in return of doing like chores or helping around the house you're teaching them the behaviors of hey you don't just get money because you want money you got to help me with laundry you got to help take the dog outside or clean up the poop um, you know help me wipe down the, the kitchen counters at night or help sweep uh, the dining room do you know get them involved because that's not only going to help them 
with their maturity and with the their personal enhancement of you know wanting to get involved with household duties but it's teaching them responsibility so not only are you tackling the finance aspect of hey this is how you earn money but you're also teaching them responsibility that hey money does not grow on trees in order for me to give you this five dollars I have to work an hour in order for me to give you $20 to put in your gas tank because maybe you're a new driver and you're, you need to get to work and I'm trying to get you situated. In order for me to give you that $20, I got to work four hours, you know, and it, it's kind of letting them know like, hey, this, you don't just get money just because you want it. You have to work for it. So something as simple as chores that that can go a long way and what I do with uh, my son is you know there might be a week where I'm like all right you're gonna help me um, wash the car let's go you're gonna help me wash the car no it was fun right splashing each other with water and stuff but at the same time it's teaching him like hey you got to work for it you want you want five dollars you want a few dollars you got to work for it. And sometimes I won't even tell him if he's going to get anything because I want him to know he has responsibilities, even though he's seven. But at the same time, it's going to help him down the road when he becomes an adult because he's going to realize, wow, yeah, you know, mom and dad were right. Uh, money just doesn't come into my palm because I want it. I have to go out and get it. So that it's a it's a good practice to start. And I know that everybody can't afford to pay their kids, you know, give, give an allowance, make it small. You know, if you can go to the store and on your next grocery trip, even if you can't make it monetary, you know, if their favorite candies like Snickers or Starburst or Swedish fish, something like that, um, you know, give them, give them some type of reward because again, the reward has value might not be monetary value but it has some type of value and it's something that they like so they have a good sense of accomplishment when they earn it and if you can afford to give them a few dollars you know and say you know what um every sunday i'm going to give you 10 bucks if you help mom with the laundry or if you help me we're going to go to the store we're going to go food shopping you're going to put everything in the cart you're going to bag it or you're going to help me bring the groceries in it's it's something so simple that will go so far and before i um i read uh our first letter our first email i should say for my uh ask steph segment where i give my two cents on your two cents um i also want to wrap it up real quick by saying it's it's important more than we think or more than we know about ensuring that our households are set with the right knowledge when it comes to money even when it comes to saving money um every kid that i've ever seen that comes into the bank or the credit union that i've worked at they get so excited because most banks now have where they have like a little reward system where you get a stamp every time you, you know, put money into your account. And it's nice to see how their faces just light up 
because they're they know like oh okay i'm building my savings account it could just be a five dollar deposit but that goes a long way and you know i want to just touch upon this real quick because i keep seeing advertisements for it uh when i go on social media there's all these different debit cards now to give your teenagers or you know you can give your young kids now that are 10 years old and they're encouraging parents to give these cards but i'm going to tell you personally um being in that field for so many years i would rather give kids cash because people's financial behaviors declined when plastic came out when plastic cards came out because everybody becomes so swipe happy you know and that's where more people were overdrafting accounts because they're no longer writing in their checkbook their check register how much they've spent how much got deposited you know all their ins and outs so you know do we want to teach our kids at a young age well here just go swipe this card you know, yeah, some of these cards, you have the ability to set a limit, but I feel like they'll get more meaning from you giving them cash. You send them to the store and say, okay, you have 20 bucks. You can get something that you like, but you're not getting a penny more. Or, you know, like, hey, Jeremiah, you want to go to GameStop and buy a game for your Nintendo? Well, you have $30 of your birthday money. But that's it. So if you're going to spend your $30 on the $25 game, and that has to include taxes, you know, instead of maybe buying two, two games that are on sale, you know, what do you want? Two games or do you want one game? So you really start to get their mind going and saying, hmm, I have a choice to make here. And, you know, maybe I don't want to spend my whole $30. And when I used to do that with uh, Jeremiah, you know, he would get some birthday money from relatives and things like that. Nothing crazy, but just, you know, $10 here, $20 here. And, you know, I'll take him to the Target or something and I'll say, hey, all right, go ahead. You know, let's pick something out. And he'll be like, mommy, can I get this? And I'll have a conversation with him. I'll say, okay, Jeremiah, let's take a look. You have $50. But if you get this, this game is $42 with tax. Let's just say it's going to be 45. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then I'll come back and say, but do you know how much you'll have left? You'll have $5 left. And his face just instantly dropped. And he's like, what? Why will I only have $5 left? And it, in, it was in that moment. Where I started to teach him and instill in him, just because you have the money for it doesn't always necessarily mean that you need to spend it. And I'm going to leave you guys with that because that in itself is such a powerful lesson for our kids. Just because you have it doesn't mean that you need to spend it. Again, it all comes back to wants versus needs. So I have an email here from Anne from Erie, PA. Steph, my 16 year old just got her first job. She's beginning to ask for money more than ever before. I'm so confused because I would have thought that by her making her own money, 
that she would be able to be a little more self-sufficient. What do you advise my husband and I do when it comes to explaining money to her? All right, well, Anne, thank you so much for um, emailing me. I really appreciate it, and I love that you're from the opposite side of the state, so it gets me really excited to know that people are really listening to this podcast. Um, So, Anne, I want to tell you, it seems to me that she may be kind of going through some spending habits right now where she feels like she could just spend, 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 and mom and dad are going to have her back. So what I would do is eliminate or at least decrease that buffer that you and your husband are giving her because she she feels like there's that that cushion behind her. And I think that's what's encouraging her to say, hey, I can just, you know, I'm going to spend my whole paycheck and it'll be okay because mom and dad are going to give me money anyway. So, and what I would tell you and your husband is sit down with her and let her know, hey, uh, dad and I, we're not going to keep giving you money like this. You know, your paycheck, that has to last you until your next paycheck. You know, so you've got a budget. If you need $20 for, for gas to get you to work, uh, you're going to want to subtract that from what you get in your paycheck. Uh, we have food at home. You don't need to be eating eating out all the time. And let's start putting away 10% of your paycheck for your savings account. You know, trying to instill some of those behaviors because it seems to me that she's thinking like she has that safety net. So it's okay to just spend her whole entire paycheck. It'll work out. I'll go home and ask mom and dad for money. Now, the only problem to this is that if your husband and you are not on the same page, and in that case, I would have a conversation with your husband and say, hey, look, uh, we can't keep giving her money like this because this is actually doing the complete opposite of what you may think you're doing. This isn't helping her. This is actually hurting her because when she makes that transition from living at home to going away to college or moving out on her own, She's going to think that she always has that safety net. And how will we, as a married couple, ever have our own safety net ourselves? How will we be able to peacefully retire or um, take care of our own household when she's always going to think that she can just continue to come to us for money? Now, that's not to say that you're not going to help her out. I get it. She's 16. But when you put your foot down in those instances and say, you know what, I want to make sure that she learns the right behaviors because it's going to take her, those behaviors will take her in such a good direction as she gets older. And it's not to say that, you know, in a few weeks, you know, she might have a, uh, a hiccup and she might come for money, but alter those behaviors that you know, you guys respond with instead of saying, oh yeah, here you go. Here's another $50 say, okay, well, what, what is it that you need the money for? All right, well, let's go to the gas station. I'll put 10 bucks in your gas tank right now. You know, if you need it for the gas to get to work, but we're we're not doing this again next week, you know, and it's just, it's staying firm. You know, you want to make sure that you're encouraging through the process because this is a learning process. Not all of us at 16 knew this. But at the same time, when you're firm and you lead the way for her, 
she'll she'll appreciate it when she gets older because she'll know that she she learned at 16 how to become more self-sufficient so and i hope that helps um and to anybody listening out there feel free to uh write write an email or you know send a message on social media um that's t w o s e n s e money two cents money and if you want to email me it's two cents money at gmail.com so um i'm gonna let you guys listen to my discussion with jeremiah my son about kids and money and uh i look forward to talking to you guys soon and please um if you guys can like and share my podcast episodes um i really would appreciate it you guys would be helping me and by helping me you're helping others because they may be uh learning a topic that they're not familiar with and also um we are accepting you know monetary donations to help us keep teaching you know these uh great great topics and also because we now have our nonprofit established to start helping those in need by teaching them uh, the importance of budgeting and having a good financial foundation. So please head to our website if you'd like to donate, twocentsmoney.com. And I look forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, this is our Two Cents Money podcast where we give our two cents on your two cents. Thanks again. Hey everyone. So today we have a special edition for April being Financial Literacy Month. And uh, before I get started, I want to introduce my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, special guest of our Two Cents Money podcast. Um, He's never been on the show before. He's... uh, I would say maybe like three and a half feet tall. He's got brown hair and brown eyes. Hmm. Are you ready? It's my son, Jeremiah. Hi. Hey. So, Jeremiah, thanks for coming on the show with mom. Yep. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You feeling good? Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, so can you tell all of our listeners and people watching, um, how old are you? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. So you're a young guy. What grade yep. are you in? Second, about to be in third. Ooh. Yep. Okay. So today we are going to talk about why is it important for kids to learn how to save, right? Money. Yeah, to save money. So what would you say you think about as a seven-year-old child um, when you say, you know, you're thinking about your future, what does that involve? Like, what does that include for you? Um, Your future and stuff. And, like, going to college, getting a car, getting a job, getting a home, getting food. Hmm. That's a pretty smart answer. I like that. All about you and your family, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good answer. I like that. So do you guys learn about like money or saving money or spending money in school? No, not really. No, not really. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really learn too much about money in school, but do you think it could help a lot of kids if you did learn? Yeah. Okay, you're shaking your head, but people that are listening can't see that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, can you tell all the kids out there that maybe they want to start saving an account, maybe they want to start saving money, right? Yeah. What What can you tell these kids listening? How can they get started? Never forget, never forget your dreams. Never give up on your dreams. Always, like... Always keep trying. Mm-hmm. Never stop trying. Like, that's all. Like, save your money. Use your money wisely. That's all I can say. Okay, and how can kids out there make some money? Because, you know, they can't work until they're, like, 16, 15, 17. So, like, how do kids like you get money? Doing chores, helping your parents out. Okay. Like, at 10, if you're old enough. You can do, um, like, 11, you can do, um, uh, like, public services. Okay. Yeah, I like the chore idea because, guess what? Um, for you kids out there, if you're interested in getting money for chores, all you have to do is, you know, ask your parents, ask your guardians, um, somebody that you live with, right, an adult, and say... You know, I would really like to start saving money. Um, what could I do around the house that will help me um, earn some money to help me put away in my piggy bank, in my wallet, in a little bag, maybe in your sock drawer, somewhere safe and sound, right? Because maybe everybody doesn't have an, a savings account yet, but that's possible for anybody. Yep. So last question for you. What do seven-year-olds want to spend money on? I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of adults out there are curious to think about what are their kids interested in buying right now. Like if 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 like you're if you're like a parent, like my mom, and your son's birthday is coming up, they should know what their what their kids want, which some of those parents don't. So what would what what are the ideas that you can give them? Like what do seven-year-olds um, want to buy with money right now? Toys, um, gaming devices, consoles, Nintendos and stuff. Okay. But some things that they ask for, they can't get. And seven-year-olds and younger, they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. That's true. We wanted to keep this short. We appreciate everybody watching and listening. Even um, though it was just like a minute or two. But it's okay. The other ones are coming up. And... I might be coming on a show sometimes more. Hmm. You so you're interested in coming back as um, on our podcast? Yeah. Maybe we should name this Kids Edition Part One. Hmm. Because I am might I might come back if you guys like me. Ooh, you hear that, guys? So if you guys like them, make sure you like the like button. You press the like button. Share this video and, and episode, right? And uh, like. Um, do whatever to like sponsor this channel. Yeah. Like, um, like you can um, follow. Yeah, exactly. Share. So share our page. Share our our, share the our link. video. Share, share the, the link. Mhm. And also share the love. Um, are you looking for a job, sir? <laughs> <laughs>
I think I just found my new marketing advisor right here, but um, don't tell him because he's going to want to have a million bucks, and uh, I can't afford to pay you that much right now. <laughs> and also share the love. Yeah, share the love, especially in this day and age where it's been a tough year for everybody. Well, you know, just the click of a button takes two seconds, and you'll be helping us out so we can help teach kids and grown-ups about money. Anything you want to say to uh, before you say goodbye? Yep. I hope you guys have a good day, night, evening, and enjoy your stay at your house. Thank you for thank you for watching this video and sharing it to your friends. And any last minute tips to kids? Yep. Don't always look at what you want. Look at what you need. Okay. Mm, there you go. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Might see you next time.